welcome back. Episode 90. I can't believe we're in the 90s. It's really weird, man. 90. We've done this 90 times. Yeah, we're really close to 100 now. <laughs> it's crazy. We still need to plan something for like our big 100th episode. I mean, we've still got, you know, what, 10 weeks. We got, we got like a few yeah, months to plan. Weeks. We got time, but still, I mean, we got, we got to figure out something big for this. Damn. Oh my gosh. Well, anyway, um, what's up with you? Oh, uh, I went to Providence this weekend, so I'll probably be talking about that in the second half because uh, I saw a Cambodian wedding, so very different from the norm. Yeah. Yeah. I went to an Indian wedding, then you went to a Cambodian one. We are so diverse. Like, <laughs> look at us. So <laughs> there's, a, so there's, spoiler, there's two weddings. The Cambodian one took place on a Friday and lasts for nine hour ceremony time. And oh, then yeah. the traditional wedding went on Saturday for normal wedding time, so damn all right and I thought yeah two-hour Indian ceremony was long <laughs> well cool um uh let's see what have I done oh I saw I had a peak life experience this weekend um on Saturday night I went to a Backstreet Boys concert and that was something I've basically wanted to do since I was like nine years old. So that really was a, you know, a big highlight for me. <laughs> heard it's a lot of horny older women. Oh, yes. Oh, so, uh, yes. When they, do I need to go to this? Right. Like you need to hit up a Backstreet Boys concert. Really for you the would, Backstreet Boys, not any other reason. No, you would fucking clean up at one of these concerts. Like those ladies are feeling loose. Like... <laughs> we thought these like 45 year old women were gonna start like throwing bras on stage I mean it was it, it was rowdy <laughs> like, <laughs> did Andrew get attacked uh Andrew didn't go <laughs> oh, okay I was like it was me and the girlies um and it was I mean it was beautiful it was everything I wanted um they 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 know what, what they're it, doing but it was all that you needed yes yes they oh my gosh they, they know what they're doing. They know how to cater to their audience. They they give the people what they want. Like, it's so, so funny because it's like legit. These like, they're like, these, these dudes are old at this point. I mean, some of them I think are like pushing 50 and like yeah. they, but they still do their little like coordinated like boy band dances and stuff and like the snapping and like everything. Like they do all the dances. Um, that towards the end they came out like they really got the crowd hyped up and they came out in like they're all white outfits like from the I want it that way like music video they're all they're all wearing all white and then they did like basically just a medley of all their like top hits and it was like it was too much it was like it was so good but it was just really funny we're like damn they really know their audience like they're just giving the people what they want here (laughs) so it was great it was everything you could have expected everything you could have asked for from a Backstreet Boys concert it was it was pretty great. <laughs> Highly recommend if this tour is coming to your town, um, check it out. <laughs> it was very good. <laughs> um, but oh my gosh, it was very funny because like some of them, you can definitely tell like some of them have like kept up like their like skills and some of them like have not. Like uh-huh. you can you can tell there's like maybe like two of them that have been like, you know, sticking with like doing their practice, sticking with the vocal lessons, like making sure their voice is still like good and stuff. And like, actually like, can like 
still like belt out songs and like like hold notes and stuff so there was like there, there was kind of like two of them like kind of like leading it more or less like one like one of them basically one of them, um aj specifically he was like the backbone of this operation like he was carrying this show like they were making him do like everything like he was front and center singing for like every song he was out there when the rest of them would like go in the back and like do like an outfit change and stuff it was just it was really funny so you could just see kind of like oh he's one who like actually still takes this seriously and like has been like keeping up with this and the other ones are just like sure yeah i'll go on tour i'm not doing anything else like <laughs> One of my favorite things is like uh, I've seen a couple of older musicians where they're like too drunk to perform. Yep, yep. One of them uh, was uh, we think I I uh, know the artist. I mean I know the songs, but I'm trying to think of the artist. Um, he's who they use in Back to the Future is like hey they Johnny B Good Guy. Can't, try, can't think of his name. Oh. The, moment can i admit something i've never seen back to the future really yeah like honesty hour here (laughs) chuck berry oh Uh, okay okay so yeah he was like he would sing like maybe one chorus and then like forget what song he was playing and he's like what do you guys want to hear so that was entertaining then i saw this like one old country guy at a bar i don't know what his name was but like he legit had to have a band member in front of him to mouth the words to his songs because he would keep forgetting the words to his songs so yeah wow damn that's um yeah that that's that's depressing luckily for the backstreet boys a lot of them have had serious like drug and alcohol issues so i think a lot of them are actually like sober now <laughs> so they've like come out on the other side <laughs> i know like two are like QAnani, I think, right now, too. At, at least one of them is Brian Latrell or whatever is like yeah. a real like anti-vaxxer QAnon. Like, yeah, they've yeah. <laughs> and then I'm pretty sure Nick Carter's just fucking crazy because all the Carters are just like a mess. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. I think um, Aaron Aaron got the brunt of the genes of that. Yeah, but oh, yes. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron went through truly a time <laughs> a time uh, to be alive oh god yeah but still it was a, it was a fun concert <laughs> nice yeah um well are we ready to get into some stories yeah we are what you got all right so i took a little bit different approach this week i found a reddit thread that was basically like asking like um divorce lawyers or people who have been around divorce who like work in that field um what are like some of the craziest divorce stories you've ever seen I'm very excited for this it's it's gold it's a good one um (laughs) what's funny is I had that thought where I looked it up and it I just did a turn like I did lawyers in general just because like I didn't care I wanted to hear all oh I'm sure they've got all kinds of crazy stories yeah there was like there wasn't really anything all that good for the pod so I I like that we had that same thought but it just didn't work out on my end but no I'm actually like very invested in what you have to say so yeah no these are (laughs) these are good um okay so here we go first one So I work for a divorce attorney now, but the craziest thing came to my attention when I was working for the prosecuting attorney. This couple was breaking up and the mister left the house. The missus went to work the next morning as usual. When she returned home in the evening, she found mister had been to the house and removed his clothing and belongings as she had expected. 
What she didn't expect was that he had also gorilla glued her belongings together. He glued the TV remote to the table, the phone to its cradle, the the couch pillows to the couch, and even glued the vacuum cleaner to the carpet. (laughs) She called the police and reported this as property damage. The police went with her through the house documenting dozens of items glued to various things, but for days she was discovering random things and she would call to have to amend and update her report. (laughs) For example, she would call and say, my goddamn oven mitts are glued to the wall. Or he glued the fucking he glued the fucking sheets together in the linen closet. I've I've seen people do and say really awful things to each other, but that one was diabolical. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Like what an insane thing to do. (laughs) Like like, how do you even come up with that? (laughs) So so I saw this thing, it was on Facebook and I like, it wasn't written down. So it's hard to do translate to the pod exactly. Yeah. But it was this like lady recounting her split from her husband. Okay. And basically she was gone for a month and came back and her husband like lost 65 pounds and like got super buff, like in one month. And okay. she's like, what? And he's like, I'm a fitness guru now. And she's like, cool and she and she's like he's like you know you're gonna be my first client so like he puts her on a treadmill for like nine hours a day and he and his assistant uh lady are going to help her lose weight Uh, apparently they like starved her so much and exercised her so much she had heart problems to where she would need a heart surgery and fell into a slight coma uh after she woke from the coma she realized he and the assistant we're together now. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> like, yeah. no shit. <laughs> so then she also goes to check her bank account for money for the surgery, and he has taken all of the money. So she doesn't know what to do. Luckily, she meets a guy. He casts her in a movie, apparently. It took a weird turn. Okay. Um, but so he's going to pay for her surgery, and now he's also her lover now. So Classic. yeah, I, I, I was like, <laughs> good for you, girl. So throughout wow. all this, she what a journey. Out, I know she found out where all the money in her bank account went. Apparently, he did liposuction surgery. Is that to, how he lost like the 65 yep, pounds or whatever? To which she put po- she posted it online. So he lost all his customers, all his business, and then his like assistant left him. So he was all like, baby, I miss you. Come back. And she's like, hell no, bitch. <laughs> oh my God. But I was like, damn, that's an impressive gaslighting and shit too on that husband's part no that's next level not even mad just impressed (laughs) yeah but glue to the sheets that's uh that's a whole level of psycho every everything glued i mean and like that's so sneaky too because like she said it took her like weeks to like yeah find everything that he had even done damn that's a lot of time commitment it's just a lot like i'm like that's just so much (laughs) yeah like when i want revenge on someone i'm like i just want like a clappy little verbal retort that's all i want no i know i i would need like i i don't know that's like the long con like i would need a quicker like you know payout than that on like from just like a satisfaction standpoint i think all right you ready for am i the asshole always always (laughs) always <laughs> she wants to know if she's ru- the asshole for ruining her brother's engagement 
can't wait. This could go any direction. Oh yeah. So I'm 22. I have an older brother, 28, that we'll call Jamie. We've been roommates since I was about 17. In that time, I've seen a lot of girls come and go, even when he was in a relationship with different girls. I'm not a huge fan of his actions or how he treats women in general, but it's his life and he's free to mess it up as much as he wants to. So I'll turn a blind eye to it. He has four kids. His oldest daughter is 10 and is the only one he actually pays any child support on, but he rarely sees her. The other two are twin boys, four, but he has one of my close friends. She didn't take him to court, so I do my best to provide for them if she needs help. His son, I don't really know much about. I think he's like around eight. He doesn't want kids and doesn't see them, but maybe a handful of times around the year and doesn't see his eight-year-old son at all. He calls the ones he has accident and has said before that he wishes he hadn't had them because he gets irritated when his mother's calling. So essentially what happened was three years ago, Jamie met a girl named Natalie and they immediately hit it off. She's moved into our apartment and I like her well enough. With his habits, I didn't expect her to last very long, but she surprised us both. Since I planned on moving out in a few months, she's, she's been talking about renovating my room and all sorts of stuff they could do with that space. She even laughingly said that maybe she it could be a nursery. I thought it was a joke and brushed it off. Well, a couple weeks ago, while I was out at dinner with my friends, he had decorated the apartment and proposed to her. I congratulated them and didn't have any problems with this until a few nights ago when we were all drinking and talking. Natalie was gushing about her plans for the wedding and her bridesmaids and her new ring. Here's what went wrong. She mentioned how she wanted kids as soon as she could and she could, and how she could see my brother being the best dad. I started laughing because what I said was, he hasn't been the best dad to his, the four he has now. She asked what I meant and my brother started to freak out. I realized she didn't know and explained how he wasn't raising his kids and how he didn't even want to see them and didn't want kids at all. Apparently he hadn't told her about any of this. My brother was drunk and started yelling, so I called a friend and left. I stayed away a day or two, and he blew up my phone. I guess he and Natalie are fighting horribly, and he blamed me for it. I ruined his engagement, and I am an asshole for telling her how as it should, should have been his choice to tell her about the kids. Our parents agree with him and haven't been talking to me. Honestly, I feel like I warned her before things got too serious, even if it wasn't deliberate. So should have I told her about them? So am I the asshole here? my god wait why are the parents taking his side she's yeah. absolutely not the asshole like how did this woman not realize this man had like several kids like well i mean also here's the deal like i what? get here's the deal i get it to a degree of like he should be the one to tell her agreed but However, he should tell her <laughs> if it's been three years they're engaged they're planning on having kids he's run out of time like at that point like she's gonna find out because someone in his life is gonna to like mention that there's kids out there like no, like that ship has sailed on yeah. the, like him telling her at the appropriate time like <laughs> that train has left the station <laughs> yeah he's mad because he was never gonna tell her that's really oh the truth God. Like, yeah how did he think he was gonna keep that a secret though from like his literal wife like yeah like, and here's the deal there's a difference of like if you like signed away rights or like you had like a sperm donor baby or you know like something to that degree it's a little bit different but it's just like no he has like, like four real, like, outstanding kids. On, like, kids like yeah yeah this isn't like uh you put them up for adoption or something and nope. you've never seen them like damn 
that's spicy. That is spicy. <laughs> okay. This one is horrifying. So get ready. <laughs> okay. Every morning, this couple would sit in the bathroom together while one of them had their morning dump. <laughs> yes. Yes. So this is like an attorney saying that this is the couple, a couple Did who they, got divorced. Like, have like play like patty cake? Did they, what they wait for well, it? Why? I just, okay. Just tell me. I, 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 this is too weird. One would sit on the toilet and the other on the rim of the bathtub. This particular morning, the wife was on the toilet and the husband on the edge of the tub. They started to argue about their relationship. So the wife reaches down, pulls her tampon out and flings it at the husband. I'm told, I'm told the tampon stuck for a brief second to his forehead <laughs> before sliding off. He, see this, like, he, filed, <laughs> he filed for divorce that same day. <laughs> I don't know if I'd divorce someone over that. Like, that's very funny and it's very oh, weird. Really funny. Just the image of it, like, yeah. Boom. I just like slide. <laughs> but like, okay, this is why you don't like sit there and fucking hold hands with your partner while they're taking a dump. Like literally, like this is you're setting yourself up for disaster here. That's my feelings. Is I'm just like so. Yeah. Um... Like you put yourself in that situation. Like you were doing that of your own free will. And now you're like, oh, this crossed the line for me. Like we're getting a divorce. Like that's what crossed the line for you. <laughs> like, uh, what? <yeah. laughs> that's why like, I'm, I'm on the wife's side. Like what she did was weird, but it's their whole weird, relationship is weird. But so I'm honestly like, hilarious. <laughs> Uh, I thought yeah. you were about ready to tell me she like took a turd out the toilet and flinged it. I thought that's that would have that would have been for. more disturbing. I think I would have filed for divorce. That would have been grounds turd. for divorce. I would yeah. say. I feel like the tampon is like, while a little unsettling, it's like it's funny. almost you look back on it and you're like, okay, like that's a little funny, you know? It's <laughs> like, pretty funny. <laughs> And also I'm, I'm all about like removing like period stigma and people not being like afraid of like a little period blood or whatever. Well, like, come on, like grow that's up. My point you know? is, I'm like, if someone would have like tossed their like used bandaid with blood on it, like, I don't think anyone would care, but it's like, you're oh, just kind of like, you're just kind of like, ew. Okay. Yeah. But like, yeah. If someone, if people are like, oh my God, a tampon you have a period get out of here that's disgusting like are there yeah. any men out there who buy tam like use tampons i'm sure there are because sure. there's gotta be i don't, oh, I don't know yeah. of any off the top oh, but like sure there's gotta there's be a market do you remember okay this is a random true crime thing but do you remember the susan powell case yes the one, the one uh where the uh, josh powell like killed himself and his kids or whatever after like dumping yeah. her in the mine probably or whatever well, do you remember how she, like, her husband's dad was, like, obsessed with her? Yeah. And was, like, yeah. stalking her? He yeah. he had a stash of her used tampons that he had, like, pulled out of the trash. Damn, that's weird. Yeah, as part of his, like, collection of her things. Like, yeah, so there, there people do that. 
Huh. Not not normal people, but people no. do that. <laughs> yeah, you would reference a serial killer case for that, because yeah, that would be that type. That's the type. Yeah, I'm like just saying it. That's that's who does that. <laughs> All right, so I have a really weird. My next two stories are really weird, but very good. Um, I'm not gonna give the title. You're just gonna have to find out what it is. Um, last night, my wife's boss from her brand new job invited us over for dinner. On the drive over, my wife reiterated many times to me just how important it was to make a good impression. I scoffed and arrogantly informed my wife that I always make good impressions. My wife's boss is a single lady in her 50s, so it was just the three of us. We chat chatted over drinks and salads and seemed to have be really hitting it off. She laughed at my well-timed, perfectly appropriate jokes, and my wife seemed pleased. Soon she brought us the main course, a nice big juicy steak for each of us. As I began to cut into my steak, I was discouraged to discover how undercooked the steak was. Now I've had my fair share of rare steak. I prefer medium, but I can handle rare. This was several minutes on a hot grill short of rare. I probably could have resuscitated the cow had I tried. Instead, <laughs> I sat there fidgeting with my knife and fork, worrying about how I was going to get away with not eating this steak. Claim veganism? No, I'd already feigned great enthusiasm upon seeing the steak. Just then our hostess excused, excused herself to the kitchen to take, take care of some dessert preparations. As I looked across the fancy dining room table on the open window of this third story apartment, a cartoon light bulb appeared over my head. I knew I had to be decisive, realizing that she could return at any moment. I committed, I grabbed the steak with my hand, <laughs> gently shook off the juice and ex oh no. <laughs> executed a perfect throw right through the center of the open window. Here's the big time fuck up. The window wasn't open. <laughs> Just like splat. <laughs> it was the cleanest freaking window you've ever seen in your life. No. That is until my mostly no. raw slab of steak slammed up against oh. it. And it slowly oh. slid down, oh leaving God. a trail of bloody juice in its wake. That's a why weird this, connection. Why is That's this a weird theme? connection to our story. My wife, whose steak was nice, medium, rare, and was unaware of my predicament, turned, jaw-dropped, and stared at me like I was an alien from another planet. Oh my god. <laughs> this look then slowly morphed into an, there is no place on this planet you could ever hide from my expression of demonic anger. Oh my my wife's boss heard the thud of steak on the window impact and came quickly. She took the seed of the steak sitting on the windowsill and the blood trail and my empty plate and then gave me an inquisitive and puzzled look. I just didn't know what to say. I felt like a minute of silence, but it was probably three or four seconds. Finally, the best I could manage was, I'm so sorry. I'm such a klutz. I don't know. I was just cutting it and it slipped and just asked my wife because I'm, I'm really klutzy. Right, honey? No help coming from that direction. I <laughs> I will clean this up. I can't believe this. I'm so sorry, et cetera, et cetera. Both women compared to stare at me like I had escaped from the loony bin as I smeared the blood around the window with my cloth <laughs> napkin. <gasps> uh, I dusted off the steak and continued to mutter my incoherent explanation. I knew no one was buying the story. I knew what I had to do. I sheepishly returned to my seat and proceeded to eat every bite of the disgusting, cold, chewy, bloody raw steak. 
I remained pretty quiet the rest of the evening. My wife's only two words to me since the incident are, I'm fine. <laughs> oh, she is not fine. <laughs> Ooh, update. Just got the first I'm fine communication from my wife via text who is at work. Good news. The boss and I, boss and uh, her just had a good laugh over how much of a fucking idiot I am. I know how good you uh, will. I know you will never live this down. I love you, moron. So apparently things are okay now. Okay. I'm glad she was like, I'm glad she was cool about it. <laughs> I don't like, think I'd like, be like forever mad. I would just be like, what in the fuck? I would just be like, what the actual fuck? Like, <laughs> but I guess it's like a fun bonding point with her and her boss now. Like, you know, like she could just be like, he's an idiot, right? Or whatever. Like, <laughs> I do get that it is a hard thing to approach when like you're not comfortable with your steak like that is a weird one especially when you don't know the person like that's it is weird but the like overall like over under is like you don't throw the steak out the window like that's that's so good it's just so good I know I like that we do have a theme of just like blood bloody things just sliding slowly (laughs) smack (laughs) and then (laughs) god that's amazing um okay so my last one is a really short one but it's a great one but then I have a little bonus one um for like a wholesome one to wrap it up so here's the my last one um this couple got a divorce because the husband insisted on bringing his mother on their honeymoon that's oh yeah but that's where the wife discovered that the reason was because his mother was still breastfeeding him wait yes the husband a grown man was still breastfeeding yes I know. I know. <laughs> I've heard about it going to like they're like 10 and I'm like, yo, Which that's is pretty fucked far. Up enough. Like, goddamn. But like a vastly overpubescent adult. Damn. Horrifying. Horrifying. Like fully adult male. Yeah. That's yeah. Damn. Um, yeah. <sighs> so Allow me to close this off with a final one that's a weirdly wholesome divorce story. I have one more story, so mine's mine's not bad by any means. So if you okay, want to do let's yours, do that's your fine. let's no, let's do yours, and then I'll close with the wholesome one. Okay. This a response to an ask Reddit of who is the dumbest person you've ever met. Oh my god, yes. This one's kind of long, but believe okay. me, let's just just stay with it. And if you want to interrupt me at a certain point. We just, we reach a point where we hit bullet points. Okay. So um, if any of the bullet points you want to interrupt me, go for it. Cause this one's kind of long, but Excellent. truly it's worth it. Okay. I'm ready. It's not uncommon as a teacher to have students who are a bit behind the curve in certain aspects, but 99.9999% of the time they are keen on something. They might not understand how to identify a noun or what the theme is, but they somehow know how to make the main plate of nachos. You learn pretty quickly and not to judge fish for the tree climbing ability, you know. I thought this was the rule when I was teaching until I met Kevin. Kevin isn't his real name, but it doesn't matter because he can't spell his name anyway. Kevin was a student of mine during my last year of teaching. He came to my classroom with very little to show for his academic past. 
He had moved a few times and thus was missing a lot of typical test scores that we used to try to ballpark their ability. Don't worry, it was a ballpark. We didn't make any major decisions until we actually had a bit of a chance to talk and work with a student for a bit. I thought that's fine. I'll do some one-on-ones with Kevin and see what's up. One-on-one with Kevin was like conversing with someone who'd forgotten everything in a freak, if not impossible, amnesia accident. There is no evidence that he had learned anything past the second grade. And now he was in the ninth grade. Flabbergasted, I figured we need to get more serious with this. If he was going to be in my class, I needed to know why and how. I decided to meet with him, his guidance counselor, his parents, and another teacher to see what was really going on. This is where it all became clear. It was by some incredible fluke that his family hadn't been wiped off the face of the earth years ago. Odds are his entire heritage was based on blind luck and some type of sick divine intervention that saves his family every time a threat persists itself. Kevin was the genetic pinnacle of the null achievement. Even my instructional lead, a woman who could find a redeeming trait in a Balrog, failed to see any reason that this kid or his family should be alive today. So here's a list of events that made it abundantly clear that God exists and he's laughing uncontrollably. Here we go. Kevin frequently forgot when and where class was. On more than one occasion, I had to retrieve him from other classrooms. Kevin ate an entire 24 pack of crayons, (laughs) puked, and then did it again the next day. a dog like that's literally something like a like like a dog does he's like just a reminder this is a ninth grader i have no idea where he got the crayons a ninth grader. <laughs> <laughs> like, why, are, why are there crayons <laughs> i don't know oh Ke- <laughs> this gets better i swear kevin's dad wrote tuition checks and mailed them directly to me his english teacher this was a public school. When I gave it back to Kevin, voided and gave it back, gave it to his dad with a brief note explaining that this is a public school, Kevin got in trouble for trying to spend it at 7-Eleven after school. Kevin was removed from the culinary arts program after leaving a cutting board on the gas stove and starting a fire. Twice. <laughs> Kevin threw his lunch at the school resource officer and tried to run away. He ran to a door and insisted it wasn't him. Kevin stole my phone during class. I called it. It rang. He denied that it was ringing. Not that it wasn't his, nor that he did it. No, he denied that the phone was actually ringing. He tried three times before the end of the year. Kevin called the basketball coach a motherfucking bitch during gym. Basketball tryouts were that afternoon. Kevin tried out. It didn't go well. It's probably because he brought his crayons to it. (laughs) Evan's mother could never remember which school he went to. She missed several meetings. What? (laughs) (laughs) What? She missed several meetings because she drove to other schools, none of which he ever went to. No, no. Kevin tased himself in the neck before a football game. Kevin kept a bottle of orange Kool-Aid in his backpack for about four months. He thought it would turn to alcohol. He drank it during homeroom and threw up. (laughs) There's a lot of throwing up happening. (laughs) There is. 
Kevin says the N-word a lot. Kevin no. was white. Oh, the high of school, course. The high school was 84% black. Oh, Kevin got beat up a lot. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. no. Uh, Kevin stole another student's iPhone and then tried to sell it back to them. <sighs> Kevin okay. didn't understand that his grade was dependent on tests, quizzes, homework, classwork, and participation. Kevin finished his first semester with a 3% average. He tried to bribe me with an $11 to raise his grade. Wow. Big bribe. It's a big bribe there. That's, that's tempting. That, that, that's a pretty sweet deal. Kevin spit on a girl and said, you should try to get out of those wet clothes. The girl was a Spanish teacher. <laughs> that is okay. okay, that's a move though. <laughs> like, that is a move. That's a move. <laughs> Kevin! Kevin. A hero. <laughs> Kevin didn't know that dogs and cats were different animals. <laughs> There's still more. I don't know how we have more. Just keeps going. I'm crying. I like actually crying. I know. I'm tearing up. Kevin tried to download porn onto a computer in the library. (laughs) Hold on. At the circulation desk while he was logged on. So just like in front of everyone, he tried to download porn. (laughs) God, I want to, I want to go through life with one-tenth of the confidence that Kevin has. Like, that right. is what I aspire to. Like, we should all be Kevin. Kevin asked a girl to prom. He was in the ninth grade and freshmen don't go to prom. By asking for her phone number and then texting his, texting her his address. Oh my God. <sighs> Kevin got gum in his hair constantly. Constantly. Kevin regularly tried to cheat on assignments by knocking the pile over, grabbing one before I had picked them all up, and then try writing his name on it whenever there was whenever there was room. Oh my god. (laughs) Kevin had several allergies, but neither his parents nor he could remember what they were. They were very concerned that the holiday party, it's high school, we don't have those could have peanuts. When they finally got a doctor's note, he was allergic to amoxicillin. (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, Kevin and his parents took a trip to Nassau. How the fuck did they even get airline tickets and forgot all their luggage at home? I didn't believe him when he told me until I talked to him, his mom, who told me first thing that I saw her at a bi-weekly meeting. Kevin's grandfather apparently died in a chainsaw accident I only ass- <laughs> that's that checks out <laughs> I only assumed that God was looking the other way sounds sounds right <laughs> that's the last bullet point that we have about Kevin I really want an update of where he is in life though oh my god <sighs> like my god. he's so stupid like I agree with the teacher where like even when I like was a substitute teacher I would be like that kid's really dumb but you know I'd be like you know like Maybe I'm just missing something, but like, dear God, Kevin, like that's, Kevin. that's a whole other oh, man, Kevin. 
for some reason the, the dogs and cats being different that that one sent me that one like is too <laughs> well yeah it's like that's too much <laughs> that, look- that and the crayons <laughs> where did you get the crayons <laughs> that's what she wants to know she's like we're in high school like high schoolers don't just high roll school. up with 24 packs of crayons no. high school and then he did it again <laughs> So he bought, he brought with him, like he procured like a second pack of crayons just to eat them and throw up again. I have a feeling like other people would come to this high school just to sit on this class to be like. They should study Kevin. Like they, yeah. like Kevin needs to be in a, in a government lab somewhere being studied. Like And his parents too. Like his parents seem like as this, stupid as he is. His family is like like the missing link I think like there's like something going on there (laughs) yeah like his mom forgot what school he went to like his own mother like it can't be that hard oh my god it's a public school so like likely it's like the closest school to your house yeah you know that Kevin is not going to any sort of like special magnet program or something like it's probably the school literally down the street from them like (sighs) wow Kevin wow yeah I found this on a reddit thing of like what's the like best story you've ever edited someone and usually it was like like 1984 and to kill a mockingbird and then someone posted this like Kevin story and I was like okay they're not wrong like they're not no that is the best thing wow this this isn't a book but if I had to pick a favorite book this would be it like the book of Kevin like Someone needs to write like the book of Kevin. <laughs> like, and truly, I just want someone to follow him around and update us. I, with his yeah, life. no, we need constant documentation of this. That is just, oh my God. I can't, I can't. Wow. Okay. Well, like I said, here's a really wholesome bonus one to wrap it up. Um, this is also um, about divorce, but it, it, it takes a, a fun spin. Um, So this person writes in and how about a wholesome, insane one? This was told to me by my mom regarding the divorce she got from my dad. So this is someone writing about their parents. (laughs) They couldn't settle on an alimony amount. Mom and her lawyer came in with a number and dad countered with a number, but they couldn't agree because my dad thought my mom should get twice the amount in alimony she was asking for. And my mom didn't want my dad to give her that much money. (laughs) It took months for them to settle on a figure that appeased both of them. Even then my mom puts aside the extra above what she wanted in case my dad ever has a financial emergency. And my dad puts aside the extra she didn't want in case my mom ever has a financial emergency. The funny thing is they don't know the other one is putting the money aside for the other one. My mom told me about her emergency stash and my dad then told me and my brother about his emergency stash. My brother and I discussed it while talking about what nut jobs our parents are. <laughs> I can't tell if this is sweet, like they should have gotten divorced or like this is precisely why they got divorced. Like, oh, I don't know. It's so funny. Like they clearly can't agree on something. So I guess they got divorced, but it's like in the most wholesome way. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, you should have more money. You've earned it. Like, secretly saving the money from the other one. Oh, <laughs> that's like, 
two like deeply good people who just like yeah. aren't meant to be together like it's it's so funny you know like these are both just two clearly like sweet thoughtful people who just were not right for each other and yeah I have a feeling like the reason they got divorced is like every time they'd enter a restaurant like he would hold the door for her and she would be like no I want you to go through and he'd be like no you need to go through and it's like yeah 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 or like they'd be like what do you want for dinner and they'd be like well no you pick what do you want like yeah <laughs> but I thought that was funny <laughs> oh man all right. Well, we will take a little break because I need to recover from Kevin. Um, yeah, we all do. <laughs> we need a little breather here. Uh, and when we come back, we got some more stories for you. Are you looking for a tasty new snack that may or may not cause you to projectile vomit? Then you've got to try Kevin's crayons. Kevin is a ninth grader and he swears his 24 packs of crayons are the perfect midday treat. Where does Kevin get these crayons? Who knows? But what we do know is that they conveniently come in sets of two. Ideal for when you want to terrify those around you two days in a row. Use offer code NOTSOCASUAL and Kevin will personally explain to you what the difference is between cats and dogs. Spoiler alert, there is no difference. Oh, Kevin. And we're back. And you were going to tell us more about this wedding that you went to. Yeah, so it was the Cambodian wedding, and we didn't get there for the early part of it. It started at like 9 a.m., and on the invitation, it was just like kind of like a come and a go type thing, so um, we thought it was more of an informal type gathering. Okay. Like you kind of like went to the parents' house and like paid tribute and stuff like that type of thing. Right. Oh, no, this is a ceremony that involved four dress changes, four hair changes, all the like family and wedding party also changed stuff too. It started at like nine o'clock on the dot and it went and it didn't stop going until like four or five o'clock that day. Okay. Damn. There's like, it's like hard to like go step by step, especially since I didn't see like the first part of it, but essentially what it is to a degree is like, it has to take place at the bride's house, bride's parents' house, I mean. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is like the family and friends paying tribute to the married couple and then the married couple paying tribute to like family and friends is like the whole gist of it, so to speak. And there's different ceremonies and this like that. Like there's one where we got a picture with them where we like everyone tied like a red string to their hands. and so then they kept the string on their like hand for the next like week or so. Okay. Um, and then there was like rice throwing and this and that. So like just like different events, um, nothing like super crazy talking. Then people would like sing songs and like do chants and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it was really, really interesting. Um, and the funniest part was, so I took more breaks because like me and then one of also Kelsey's friends, like her husband and I like, would just go back and grab beer and then they had like the best fucking food of my life so I'd go and grab food and go eat and shit so yeah I had a lot of fun with it and um at one point whenever like all the ceremony was like actually over and done that's when they were like we are busting out the Hennessy and like they put like Hennessy down on every table they're just like you drink and you drink and you drink and they're just like it is time to party so 
yeah those and it was funny because at one point like they had stocked the alcohol for lunch and I was like oh I guess they're out of beer but then they like come <laughs> out with like yeah they come out <laughs> with crates and they're like oh no we got this and I'm like all right you do amazing uh but yeah no it was it was very very fun uh, I had not experienced or seen anything like it so uh it was really cool and then they did their traditional and everything was good with that um that and like providence wise nothing like too crazy to report i saw friends of the pod jane and quint and amazing they were cool so yeah uh overall good trip but just i had not experienced a cambodian wedding oh there was only one other thing at the traditional wedding they played cambodian songs and so all the cambodians like hit the floor and like did their (laughs) did their dances and I have literally I'm not joking I have never seen so many people at a wedding on a dance floor like I don't know at one point if anyone was sitting down and it was like a huge wedding too like a Marriott so like literally like the dance floor was not designed to be big enough to hold everyone there that's awesome pretty crazy but the like (laughs) Cambodian dance was like kind of cool it's mostly like kind of like a like hand wrist movement type thing like from one side to the other Fun. But there was also this one song that was like half rap, and I really need to find the name of it because like it was legit a bop. It was lit. Like, it was lit. <laughs> I was like, I would listen to this on my own time. Dude, that's how I felt about some of the songs at the Indian wedding. I was like, yo, can we get like the DJ's playlist though? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> although the uh, funny one is, um, so it got to the night, and so they started playing more like American songs. So they yeah. played the Little John masterpiece shots, but they had not played Get Low. So I went up okay. to the DJ and I was like, are you going to play Get Low? And he's like, well, I already played the Little John. I was like, it's not the same. You did, but this is different. Yeah, it's um, it's it's different. It's not the same. You need both. So, But he did play it. However, he did play the edited version, which I had not heard in a very long time. Oh my gosh, the edited version is hilarious. It is. I, I started laughing oh, and people funny. like want to know what was wrong with me. And I was like, I'm sorry, but whatever the line is, I want to see ass and titties. And it changes to, I want to see Tiggle Biddies. Like, I'm like, I can't not laugh at that. No, That's very funny to it's, me. It's just so good. The edited version is hilarious. <laughs> There's like nothing left when you edit that song. <laughs> no, it's all dirty. They do they do still play Skeet though. Which, which they, is so weird to me. I'm like, that's not the part you're going to edit out? Like, <laughs> uh, ski, 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 ski. Like, yeah, like even, I think Dave Chappelle, like back at the time was like, yo, you're playing this on the radio? Like, nasty as hell (laughs) i know (laughs) to the sweat drop down my balls like oh my god wow well that sounds like a lit time it was very lit all right well (sighs) next topic on oh i did have an addendum yes uh kelsey and i did a like fancy date when we were up there Mm -hmm. um and we sat next to one of the most annoying human beings I've ever met in my entire life. He Amazing. was like a New Jersey guy in the way that you picture a New Jersey man. Okay. Just put it in your head. You got yep. it. No edits needed. Literally okay. the whole day. Like he was on a date with this girl. Oh no. I think she said maybe 50 words the entire like hour and a half that we witnessed this date. Oh man. She did get eight drinks which she severely needed. Eight drinks, damn. Yeah. But like <laughs> the whole struggling. <laughs> the whole time it was like, hey, you want to go to a Sox game? I got tickets to the Sox. You want to see the Sox? Oh, and I was no. like, 
oh my god you are like talking a movie like character he was like the italian stereotype like i don't like i know like i know i have italian friends that they don't like the stereotype but like he was a walking italian stereotype yikes yeah it was bad oh, man yeah, so that was that was interesting. I had not encountered one of those before. <laughs> I feel like I went to college with a few. <laughs> East Coast, <laughs> it'll happen. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Jersey Shore didn't help that no. like, whole case. No, but... not at all. The whole like Guido thing, like, yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, our next topic, I, I think, is a fun one. And... It's called, I guess we should just title it, Iconic Nudity in Hollywood. This topic came up, me and Andrew actually came up with this topic the other night because we were watching the cinematic classic 300. Now, I remember in high school when you had a 300 movie poster on your wall um, in your bedroom. I remember how we were all obsessed with this movie. Why were we all obsessed with this movie? Um, I still can't answer that, but it was, it's on like HBO or something. So the other night we were like, oh, 300 shit. I haven't seen that in forever. And we're like, yeah, fuck it. Let's put it on. So we were watching it. We we're like, this movie's so insane. Um, but then I remembered, I had totally forgotten this, but Lena Hetty from yeah. Game of Thrones is like the wife in it. She's like the queen or whatever. Totally forgot. But uh, she doesn't she get raped? Like she like that. Yeah. The scene she's naked in, she's like raped in, right? Well, no, there's a lot of nudity. So she she has one just like full on sex scene with Gerard Butler where they're going at it nice. from like every angle. Like it is like a lengthy sex scene, and like he puts her in like every position imaginable. It's very funny. You're like, wow, this is like extended. Like. I think my- uh, <laughs> I think my yeah. favorite nudity from that movie is when they're just like, we need to go visit the Oracle so they can tell us about the future. And then there's just like naked dancing women. Yeah. And I'm yeah. Like, <laughs> like did this need to happen? Like at I know, all? But I, know, I love it. A, I do love it. And there's a full on orgy scene, just like gratuitous orgy for like no reason. Um, like Xer- at Xerxes Palace or whatever. He's just like having an orgy for funsies. Um, at one point, there's a literal like goat man like playing music. Like, I don't yeah. even know what's going on. <laughs> anyway, there's a lot of nudity in this movie. And we were like, oh, those are some boobies. Yep, there's some more boobies. Um, so this led us to the discussion of like, what, what are some of the most like memorable titties you've seen in movies in Hollywood? And then I was like, well, let's broaden this like to all nudity because equality. Mm -hmm. So let's just like make a little list. Like what, what do you think are some of the, like the all-time greats? Yeah, the most impactful to my life, because whenever you brought this topic up, I'm like, great, I don't need to do hardly any research. I have no research needed. Let's go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't need one guy because I was like, I know the, like, look, I know the penis, but like, I need to like go remember what the guy was. Yeah. So I'll save that for later. Uh, my number one female is uh, Anne Hathaway. Um, she was naked, actually, in like two movies. Uh, the first one was Havoc. And that to me is like holds a special place in my heart. Because, okay. like, she's literally just, like, naked throughout that movie. I think Love she, it. like, just did, like, Princess Diaries and, like, wanted to kind of, like, you know, like, all the, like, kind of, like, Disney-ish type people do the same thing where it's, like, I want to be, like, an adult. So she did, like, Havoc. And she's just, like, naked 
like yeah. pretty much the whole movie and it's a wonderful wonderful movie to which I have never seen from start to finish because I literally just go for the nudity not a problem yeah you probably don't need to see the whole movie no no yeah. no one does love it um and then she was in uh love and other drugs yep she and was also a, naked in love and other drugs in that, I remember. There's, there's a lot of good sex scenes in that one too it's not to me like it's just not as like it's her second one so like i'm, I'm very grateful for it i'm not hating on it but yeah. yeah yeah that one's also fun because it's jake gyllenhaal and her just agreed bon- so it's like overall it's like a hotter fun- yeah, yeah, it's hot. It's just like a fun bonus, you know. And Jake Gyllenhaal's actually someone we're going to get into a little bit later. But um, yeah, does he show Dick in anything? I don't think he does. Let me go see if there's a website that will do this for us. So, there are. Trust yeah. me, I've checked. <laughs> here's here's the thing: there are. <laughs> um, I don't think he's ever shown like full dong. Um, however, I have actually. Um, compiled a little list of of one people who have shown full dong that that i find to be interesting that maybe some people didn't know about and i need to bring this yeah to did you go on the hunk highway the celebrity male celebrity nude scene compilation no but, no, but there's a different one that does the, the okay. same thing there, there's like there's some competitors <laughs> much like in oh my gosh what is the movie knocked up where they're doing like the yeah mr they, skin they, they, rip they, off. They, yeah they have a, a competitor to mr skin and they're like oh so it's just like mr skin and they're like, damn it <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah oh my gosh um okay some prominent ones that i i think are worth discussing um now so here's the thing is there there are a fair amount of guys who will do like full frontal scenes in movies however i would say that a lot most of them are not like a-list celebrity caliber so you're like yeah your dong's out but like it's whatever i'm not it's not really that like interesting to me like it's not really that shocking so i'm talking the ones where you're like damn they did full frontal like let's get into it um first and foremost need to talk about chris pine um i love him and he made a very not good movie called outlaw king um which i did watch that's the because best shitty movie i've ever seen it's the best on shitty nudity. movie no yeah. it's the best shitty movie we've got hotties all around we've got florence Pugh. we've got chris pine like everyone's everyone's nude um he shows full frontal like getting out of like a bath in a river or some shit i don't know i wasn't paying attention to the plot but i watched it for that um good for him i appreciate his dedication to equality he's talked that he's like yeah it's whatever it's chill and i'm like thank you good sir we appreciate you um another one lots of dong michael fassbender he yeah he has done um full frontal in the movie shame i have not seen it i've just seen clips from it um and like i'm good with that i don't think i need to see the whole movie but he seems very open to nudity um another one that's a fun one that people don't think about is the fact that ewan mcgregor has done tons of full frontal and people don't talk about it enough no, he's a tr- true treasure to the world. Yeah, he's committed. He's been living this lifestyle for a long time. His dick's just out there. And like, why aren't we talking about that more? Iconic, truly. Good for I, him. I was also thinking, he didn't do it in a movie, but just like Orlando Bloom in general, just because like he took Katy Perry on like a boat ride and it was just like, I'm going to show everyone my dick. 
that was that was an icon move for sure he was out and proud he was just like i am just paddling her around nude with my dick shadow just flopping in the wind and like, i think it was his birthday too is what made it even funnier king. like an he was just like king this is what i want to do on my birthday is and to show just, everyone my dick no and she's just sitting on the paddleboard cross-legged just like floating along like the queen that she is and he's just paddling her nude and i'm like she is living all of our best lives right now like mm-hmm. like just yeah both of them are just legends um so good for him even though it's not exactly like full frontal we'll take it um another big one ben affleck and gone girl we see just a wee smidge but we do see it and especially like i like affleck nudity because it's very sad like it's the most depressing nudity and that's it's fun yeah it's its own art form no it is artsy his nudity is very artsy because he's just always depressed when he's doing it and it's great (laughs) so do you want me you want me to tell you my top male nude scene of all time yeah absolutely um it's okay it's this movie that literally no one's ever seen it's called bad lieutenant from 1992 okay and it stars harvey or it has harvey keitel as the bad lieutenant okay there's a scene where he's fully nude and cries okay and i don't know how else to explain it but like his dick emotes energy Wow. Like, there's one thing that, like, you know, like, I don't know I'm saying this is, like, the most handsome man ever, but, like, yeah. dear God, I don't know how he did that, like, as a fellow man. Like, 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 a, like a dick actor. Yeah, like, his dick acts, too. Like, it's That's truly stunning. one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. Wow. I respect it. hmm That's beautiful. Um, another one that I think is not necessarily, like, iconic, but I do think it's very memorable is um jason siegel in forgetting sarah marshall that first scene like you can't like it just stays with you forever yeah but that's uh there's a note on that and that like from what i heard on the backstage god why do i why do we know so much about new shit apparently he did have a he did fluff before his takes i would i would too if i was dude doing like just like a full frontal like broad daylight i mean that is like an extended dick cut like that is one of like the and it's like not sexual at all like it's not like he's boning he's literally just standing there so like that one is one that like i'd be fluffing too that that's brave like (laughs) oh man um so what are your some more of your uh favorite hollywood boobies oh booby wise yeah okay hold on i just on the the penis front and oh okay you got more no i just have to switch gears in my brain a little bit we can talk peen if you've got more peen I found a list of the top 10 actors who allegedly have really tiny penises. Oh, that's fun. Let's go through them real fast. Brad Pitt, Terrence Howard, Shia LaBeouf, Jude Law, Mick Jagger, Eminem, Howard Stern, Danny Bonaducci, Alan Iverson, Bow Wow. That's a weird list. Okay, I feel like the Jude Law one is not true, though, because I feel like we've seen his dick. I feel like he's done nudity. We have seen his dick. And, like, was it... Re- I feel like it was reasonable. I feel like I wasn't like, damn, that's a tiny dick. Like, But did he use a prosthetic? Maybe. Because, like, Marky Mark did in um, Boogie Nights. Oh, of course. Well, I mean, of course, because his character's that's... supposed to have, like, a fucking 12-foot dong Yeah, that's why I don't like... count it. I'm like, yeah, he used, like, a giant-ass dick, which, like, it's a, a memorable scene, but it's, like, I don't think it fully counts um 
Yeah, let me let me just check on this Jude Law one. You do I that. Mean, and I, I also okay. found the inverse list, which is top 10 actors with huge dicks. So let's do those real fast. Liam okay. Neeson, Joe Manganiello, uh, Michael Fassbender, that's true. Yeah, uh, Ewan McGregor, mm-hmm. Jay-Z, no wonder he has Beyonce. Uh, John Hamm, I know this, jo- I don't know if we've ever seen John Hamm's, but I've heard this many times. Well, no, I mean, there's pictures of like it, it in his pants and stuff. And it was, yes. supposed, it was supposed to be like a problem on the set of like Mad Men or whatever. Yeah. That his dick was like too big in his like costumes. <laughs> damn yeah Hugh Jackman Jamie Foxx and David Beckham I know I've heard I've heard of the David Beckham all one, all ones I could see yeah, yeah this ma- this sense. list makes sense yeah that makes sense no okay so I'm looking at like paparazzi photos of Jude Law um of his dick and it looks it looks normal I would not say it's like huge but it's not it's not small it's like normal maybe people just assumed it would be huge Maybe people are just like disappointed that it's not massive, but like, I mean, I think it's like average. Yeah. Yeah. And sorry, the, the site that I use is called leakedmeat.com. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> um, but yeah, so iconic titties. Uh, the, well, the one for me that I think I always go to is, of course, like the Kate Winslet booby in Titanic. I feel like that is for a whole generation of men, like, a a turning point i feel like that was the first boob a lot of guys saw yeah that's like the adolescent boob shot that everyone remembers yeah so that's iconic by by nature of it just being like i feel like it's the boob of a generation you know and then another one there's two actually that are like i'm combining okay because it's like both the, the cast of glow so um betty gilpin didn't really show nudity in glow much but she did in like a showtime series i think it was like nurse jackie or something like that but like okay truly it's like one of the best like she is like gorgeous oh my gosh and then of course allison brie has been like a forever crush like she showed it in glow multiple times nice 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 the other one that i think is the classic is um uh, her name's Phoebe Cates, the one who did oh, the Fast Times, fast times at Ridgemont High. High the red yep. bikini thing. Like, that's a classic one. Um, I don't know. Who are some other ones? I feel like in more recent memory, I feel like Sydney Sweeney has quickly become iconic oh. boobies in Hollywood. Interesting. There's a um, Kelsey wanted to watch this show on a uh, movie on Amazon called uh, Voyeurs. Yes. And it's- I, yeah. Did you see it? I have not watched it, but I've seen like clips of it and I, I've been meaning to watch it. So it's basically like rear window, but like more modern time and like at Star City Sweeney and like she's naked a lot in that movie. Yeah. Definitely not complaining, but she's I feel naked like that, a lot in like everything, but we yeah. love it. We love her for, for it. <laughs> she's got very nice boobies. So she's yeah. She's got great boobies. They, they are, they have quickly become icon status. They really have. Like, I feel like they've taken Hollywood by storm, honestly. Like, she is, like, the booby girl now and, like, good for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. like um, Nicole Kidman in Eyes Wide Shut. She mm. kind of, like, I think she got either, like, a lift or, like, maybe fakes. But I feel like Eyes Wide, she's not in that one, so. I feel like she's pretty flat in that one. Yeah, but I kind of like, I like the more natural. But she like, that's what I mean. She got like implants now, but that one yeah. to me, I like the, the more like normal 
looking as normal as you can get on Nicole Kidman. I mean, nothing about that woman is normal. She's like, no. she's a stunning alien from like another planet. Same like, thing with uh, kind of like early 90s Cameron Diaz. I don't think it was like technically a film, but it was like this like random, like kind of like short film or something like that she's naked in. It's like kind of grainy, but oh, hot mm. damn. She's like in her prime. She's hot, naked as hell. Like it's great. I mean, she's also just like not human. Like no, she, like, she's not. I mean, even now, like she, I'm just like, how? Like, how are you still this like stunning? It's amazing. Yeah, good for her. <laughs> All right. Well, shall we get into our next topic? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So next topic is a f- a few things I've wanted to talk about for a little bit now, and we've just been too busy. Um. HBO has got some hot shit dropping in the coming months and some trailers have dropped and I just feel like we need to talk about them because I, I, I just don't know what's going on. So have you watched the Westworld trailer? No, I have not actually. Shit. Okay. Well, you're not going to be missing much from this conversation because I don't know what the fuck I watched, but like the trailer dropped and then like kind of out of nowhere it's coming out like june 26th or something like it's the new season's coming at like the end of this month and i was like damn that really like snuck up on my on me a lot like they really haven't done any like promo for it or anything it was just kind of like bam out of nowhere is it bad that i'm at a point where i'm kind of wanting it to end no i want it to end too I, i don't like want this season i'm just like where are we even going with this like and the new i because i if you ask me to explain anything from Westworld I cannot (laughs) no there's actually what is the plot of the show I don't know (laughs) no it's actually funny because they um you probably see this on other shows too where like if there's a big enough gap you're like wait when the hell what the hell just last happened on this show it's been like too long they're actually talking about naming it like Westworld syndrome because like because of the gap, like no one can ever remember what happened on the last season of Westworld. No, I was going to say Westworld is like the prime example of me being like, what the fuck is this show? Did I even watch this? Like, I feel like I have to do a rewatch of like the previous season before I start a new season on that show. Like it, because it takes so long between seasons. All the seasons are just like wildly disconnected. (laughs) Like, I don't know what's going on, especially the last season. I have no idea what happened. The first two seasons were like, I guess like somewhat kind of fit together. I actually paid attention really hard on the first season and the last two seasons I've just been like. And then it just went off the rails. Like I I know, I feel like we're all trying really hard to understand it like for like a season and a half. And then it just like, you can't anymore. Like it just goes off the rails. Like I wanted to be into it. I wanted to figure out all of the the crazy puzzles and how it all fits together and stuff but like there it's so confusing <laughs> like, they just make it like intentionally confusing like to the extent that like it's not even fun to figure out you're no. just like you just like give up you're just like i have no idea and like there's huge parts of stuff that were just like never explained that i feel like they just completely dropped and i'm just like okay cool i i don't fucking know then but yeah a new season's coming like I guess we'll I guess we'll see what happens I don't know I mean I'm gonna watch it but like I'm just so like you're gonna pout about it like me yeah I'm gonna watch it but I'm gonna be mad the whole time like <laughs> and it's sad because I actually got really excited for three when they introduced Aaron Paul and I was just like oh cool okay I can see this is like cool we're getting some new like good actors in here and stuff but yeah yeah I was like excited and then I was like oh, damn okay never mind like <laughs> 
Um, all right, so that's one HBO thing. The other HBO thing is House of the Dragon, which is coming, I think, at the end of the summer. Mm-hmm. Say like August, maybe. Um, what are your thoughts on this? I'm actually all for it. I um, I'm a huge Game of Thrones or Song of Ice and Fire book reader, so I've read all the books, and like I'm that annoying person that really wants the sixth one to come out. So I'm a, <laughs> good I'm a, luck. <laughs> yeah, so I'm a huge Game of Thrones nerd. Yeah, but I'm pretty much kind of like right down the middle on this show in terms of like if it's good, like I'll like probably keep up with it and be really into it. If it's just like okay, like I don't know, I might like tap out of it. But like everything I've seen so far, like. I'm more inclined to be on the, I think it's good, especially with the fact that they like, I think allegedly spent like $30 million on a pilot for another Game of Thrones show and then like completely shut it down. Yeah. So I think it'll be good. And um, Matt Smith is in it. I know, which I am so excited about. He is the weirdest actor in terms of like his TV shows that he's in are all like really good and his movies are all bad i don't even know what movies he's in i don't even think i've seen him in a movie do you want like, me to tell you the last movie he's, he was in yeah because i only know him from tv shows morbius oh no oh honey <laughs> yeah he was he was the villain in morbius oh no yeah oh poor baby yeah I but yeah like he's he's so good in tv like i think he's just a tv actor he's so good in tv so yeah like i'm super excited about him the rest of the cast is relatively like unknowns i think i think i'm okay with it and, I, and i'm fine with that because I, I kind of like a blank slate i mean like even like with game of thrones they were all kind of blank slate relatively unknown i mean some of them were I mean, people have been in stuff, but like they weren't like huge A-list actors or anything. So I would say Matt Smith is like the most well-known of the cast um, and I love him. And then I'm, yeah, I'm like excited about it. I, I'm kind of like, do I need more Game of Thrones? Like, no, but like, will I watch it? Cause it'll probably be fun. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know, I'm gonna watch it. I think it'll be a good time. So the, um, do you remember um, basically like all the good battle episodes of Game of Thrones were directed by like Miguel Spochnik? He did like the um, batter, battle of like Winterfell and yeah. a couple other of the really good ones. Yeah. Um, uh, battle of the Bastards, that was like the mm. best one he did. But yeah, he's directing this, the pilot. And I think like most of the series, like he's like an executive producer and everything. So okay, good. the fact That'd that he's so heavily involved and was also like, probably one of the best aspects of game of thrones like does give me more like hope for it too yeah and also i feel like they got so much shit for the final season of game of thrones that they're gonna be really scared to fuck it up again so i think they are probably gonna like try really hard on this show (laughs) um but yeah i mean do i think it'll be kind of just like a rehash of game of thrones and like the targaryens and stuff i mean yes but like am i still gonna watch it anyway yeah (laughs) um so yeah so that'll be good um also a little marvel corner update um i watched the second spider-man movie the tom holland one far from home and i watched black widow um i am closing in on the finish line i am like so close (laughs) yes we are grinding through these movies um thoughts on these two honestly liked them both um Far From Home was very fun. Just a good movie. Like, honestly, like me and Andrew were watching it. We're like, that was just like a solid movie all around. Like, that was good. That was like. That's what I mean. The um, tight tight storyline. Nothing too complicated. 
really good villain. Love Jake Gyllenhaal. That was fantastic. Um, cute, like high school romance blossoming. Zendaya, which is like all you need in a movie. I mean, it 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 was just good. It was solid. I liked it. Yeah, his Spider-Man movie, his Spider-Man trilogy is a very consistent trilogy, just in general. Like it's just like all the way, like like they're um, just strong. Yeah. Yeah, they're just good movies. So like, yeah, yeah that's why that's why I like them a lot. The Black Widow, like, it's just a fun spy movie. It's not like the greatest Marvel movie ever, but it's just like I was whatever. Gonna say, it's fun. I was gonna say, like, I, I like we both also like Black Widow um quite a bit. We thought it was fun. Uh I think I liked it because it just it basically wasn't a Marvel movie. Like it really didn't yeah. feel like a Marvel movie at all. It kind of felt closer to like a James Bond or like just kind of like a spy thriller. Um great cast, loved everyone in it. Um, really liked David Harbour's character. <laughs> he was my favorite part. <laughs> Um, just get the washed up Russian Captain America. Like that was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, not particularly like a notable movie, but enjoyable. Again, not too complicated, just pretty straightforward. Um, I do want you to explain the after credit scene to me because I don't understand who Julia Rises oh. is. What yeah, that's an there? issue just because um, you're not going to have that many of those, but she is introduced in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Okay. And so, like, that's, like, it connects that. So, like, basically, I think um, Florence Pugh is going to be in a upcoming Disney Plus show, but I can't remember one, but that's, like, the connection is, like, Julia Louis-Dreyfus is bringing her into, like, that organization. Well, and she wants her to, like, kill Hawkeye. So is that going to happen at some point? There's a Hawkeye TV show, but I didn't watch it, so Okay, I'm like, is that, cut? like, but I don't think Florence Pugh is in that Hawkeye TV show, so I'm like, she might have been there's a lot of marvel people that end up showing up on that show but i don't remember her specifically popping up and like in terms of what i read about it i just started loki so i'm still like on my way on the disney plus stuff yeah once we get caught up on the movies which is going to come very soon now um we're going to watch it i think a few of the tv shows the ones that interest us so yeah yeah loki's good so far uh you like wandavision you'll probably do falcon of the winter soldier so those are all three pretty good ones yeah have you done moon knight yet yeah um you could go either way okay i liked it um you'd probably like it too but it's not um super essential i'd say maybe not the right crucial word to like my it's understanding. More... <laughs> It's fun. It's fun. It's a, yeah. it's an enjoyable show. So if you want to kill sex, uh, six episodes, probably like three hours. It's not that bad. Cool. I'll be and honest. Then, uh, both WandaVision, Loki, and um, Moon Knight went uh, much more smoothly than Eternals. Oh God, I'm scared. I watched it on a plane just to like. Yeah. I knew I I knew I had no excuse of to like get up and do if something. If I'm else. doing the, if I I'm like if I'm doing this, you have to too. <laughs> That's how I was. I was like, all right, Sarah's going to hit this pretty soon. So I got to do it. I'm getting there. We got, we got a Shang-Chi or whatever. And then, and then it's Eternals time. And I am literally just doing this to get to the last Spider-Man movie. (laughs) Like, Cause you said like, you should go in order just so you have something to look forward to. And I'm like, fair yeah. enough. Cause I was like, can I skip ahead? <laughs> but then we were like, no, no, we're committed. But... We've got it. We're, we're doing it in order. Like we're just going to knock these out. <laughs> I'll say Eternals is not as bad as I thought. I don't think it's as bad as like Thor, the dark world or Ultron or anything like that. But okay, um, okay. it has, and I'm not going to joke like out of like superhero movies in general, 
it has one of the worst endings I've ever seen. Great, so much to look forward to. So that's what I mean, like, it's not as bad as I thought, but hot damn, are you like, the fuck? And like, you see the credits roll and you're like, is this a joke? No, okay. Yeah. Um, All right, well, I'll be doing it. uh, Lots of pretty shots of nature and uh, Gemma Chen's face. So there's that. Thanks, Chloe Zhao. Thanks. (laughs) You won an Oscar for watching a woman shit in a van, so amazing clearly you need to direct a marvel movie yep yep i don't hate her as a director just not, it's not a good it's not a great movie I just feel like she's probably not like a marvel person honestly that's probably it I'm yeah. like, I, I think i don't think like they could have gotten something like more to her sensibilities because the issue too is like there's i think t- 10 eternals that's and like too, it's too many i don't care about maybe one of them and i don't even know if i care about that person like it's too many eternals uh, honestly yeah it's it's a lot that's just a lot i don't need it damn all right and then um multiverse of madness is going to be on streaming pretty soon i believe in like a few days so yeah i waited to not do it in theaters just for that reason yeah so once i'm caught up um on these movies i can progress to that one and then it's pretty good i'm a huge i'm a huge sam raimi fan so automatically i was like even if i didn't well people are saying it's like straight up like a sam raimi like horror movie and i'm like okay like sign me up yeah like sounds good (laughs) yeah i heard it was very evil dead and like pushing hard on like the pg-13 r rating like that's what i like to hear yeah yeah well cool all right well that was marvel corner um shall we get into a little thirst corner yeah i have the list of celebrities who are 90 oh my god 90 uh first up rita marino did you see the new uh west side story i did not it's actually really good i've heard good things i musicals are the kind of thing where like i have to be in a very specific mood to watch one so i have it on like my list on like the hbo max app or whatever like i have it sitting in my list and it's one of those like yeah i'll get to that eventually you know Mm -hmm. i just like have to be in the right mood like it it also took me quite a while to watch like in the heights but i did enjoy that too it just like took me a while to get to it (laughs) all right i'm gonna save him for the last one they have loretta lynn who's like dad's crush and amazing uh angie dickinson don king dan rather he's still alive okay that's a surprise (laughs) yeah i was more surprised he's alive than anything else uh, I don't see anyone else. I'm going to give the last one if I don't see anyone. Let's see. Nope, nope, nope. Okay, uh, last one on the list is the legendary John Williams. Oh my God, icon. Yes, love him. I'll be wow. sad when he dies. Like, That's... Cody's 90, so it's going to happen, but it's no, just like, dude, that man be really iconic. Sad. He's done the soundtrack of like all of our lives. I think he's at like some like close to like 50 academy award nominations like so no one will ever get nominated as no. much as he has really wow <sighs> all right who do you who'd you bring as a thirst this week okay i have brought two thirsts this week one that i already mentioned jake gyllenhaal as the villain in uh far from home mm-hmm. i feel like we have never actually discussed jake gyllenhaal in the thirst corner which is surprising to me because he is nope. like a definite Hollywood thirst. Um, I 
I feel like he's one of those that I always think I'm not really into. I'm like, no, that's like not really my thing. Like he's like, he's, you know, he's like a good looking guy, but he's not really like my personal thirst list or whatever. But then I watch something with him in it and I'm just like, oh shit, y'all, y'all are right. Like this man is really attractive. He looked very good in Far From Home. Um, I feel like a lot of times in movies, he looks kind of weird because he's yeah. like doing different stuff or he's like lost weight for a role or he's like dressed up somehow or he's got like weird hair or something going on. I don't know. I just feel like normally like he's like playing a certain part and I'm kind of like, yeah, I don't really see it. But like in this one, he was just kind of like, basically looked like himself like just normal Jake Gyllenhaal and I was like yes I'm very into this um that's my takeaway basically is I didn't think I was a Jake Gyllenhaal girl but I am in fact a Jake Gyllenhaal girl um and that's been a real revelation for me so much to think about no uh I I agree he's a he's just a good actor uh two of my favorite films with him in it are um end of watch it's like him and michael pena as cops and like i'm not a cop movie fan really i've seen like half of that on like it was like on cable or something one time yeah <laughs> no it's it's really good though i really liked it and then um nightcrawler is on netflix and it's like really creepy it's i've like, seen that i've seen nightcrawler it is ooh, really boy. creepy it's good but it's really creepy yeah it's like a sociopath in that film and it just oh, like yeah. oh yeah it's you like so like and nervous the entire time but I think because he is a good actor like I'm yeah. not attracted to him at all because like he does a lot of movies like that where he's like totally he's totally into this character and you're like Ugh, no thank you so like I think that's why I have trouble with the attraction to him but then mm-hmm. when I just see normal Jake Gyllenhaal I'm like oh yeah that man's very hot <laughs> like, well so, it's like the level yeah. of like Christian Bale too where like he's an attractive person but he's oh, like yeah. such a good actor that sometimes like he freaks you out dude also looks different in every movie he's ever been in like so I don't even know what Christian I don't even know what he looks like in real life honestly like if you just ask me like what's a normal picture of him I would have no idea like I'm like what does this man actually look like like what surprises me every time that he has a British accent too like I don't expect oh yeah I totally forget that that's a thing (laughs) um well the other one this is that Andrew Garfield what yeah he's British that's so fucked up (laughs) Yeah, totally forget that one too. Um, so yeah, that that's my first thirst that I brought for you. My second thirst that I want to talk about is um, NoHo Hank from Barry. And it's not thirst in the t- traditional sense, I would God, say. God, I love that man. But I love him. <laughs> He's so good. He's the best character in that show. Um, if you haven't been watching, new season of Barry's out. Um, I'm one episode behind, but I've been kind of keeping up with it. Um, I would say this season is not as good as the previous seasons. I felt like it's a little messy. I don't really, I don't know. The overall direction is kind of weird to me, but. Yeah, I actually kind of like it. I'm just curious how they're going to conclude it, but I actually like it. They like, I think the issue is like kind of with the whole point of this season, which is like a problem I have on shows in general is like, they have like split all the main characters up, like to do their own thing. Mm-hmm. so like it stinks because like there's not really a whole lot of intersection of the characters as much but overall like I really like it still yeah I feel like we're seeing just a lot of like individual storylines and like nothing's really connecting but um it's still fun um but Noho Hank is just the funniest character I love him so much 
um, the actor in real life did an interview the other day where he was talking about how, because he has alopecia, he was basically told like, you'll never be an actor, like you'll never make it. And I don't know, he seems very inspiring and cool. And he just like, he makes that show. Like, I feel like it just like Bill Hader is amazing, but like, I feel like the show would be nothing without like just NoHo Hank and his like funny, like antics and just like the way he talks about stuff. It's just, it, it's brilliant. So he's one of my thirst for the week. Nice. My first one we already covered, which is Sydney Sweeney in the Boyers movie, like very, very hot. She's Nikki. So, you know, it's all great all around. Boobies. Yeah. Uh, then the real thirst I want to talk about is having watched Eternals. Okay. Kumail Nanjiani. Like, yeah. Let's talk about that. <laughs> Let's unpack <I> that. <laughs> you reach a point watching Eternals where you're like, yeah, he's really well-defined. Good for him. Mm-hmm. That's not why he's thirst. It's the fact that like whenever Kumail is not on screen or not speaking, like I could give a fuck less about this movie. But yeah. like whenever he's on, I'm like, oh yay, good, yes. good. We're we're back to him. Like, and that's like that's like the biggest compliment you can be as an actor when you're like in a not great film, but like I'm still like excited to watch you and like am very saddened whenever you're out of the movie for like 20 minutes then yeah it's uh it's good so great job Kumail uh you were the only one who I cared about in that entire movie yeah oh yeah also the uh other the real thirst of that movie is Kumail has a valet driver okay and it's like this like 70 year old Indian man I've never been tempted to like do anything Marvel related like fanfic Mm-hmm. I would absolutely write a fanfic about Kumail and his valet driver okay, and it's like no they're amazing like it's, it's like Kumail's like well like in his 30s his valet dude's like in his 70s I'm not like actually like thirsty for either of them really in that sense it's just more like I just want to see those two to do their own thing and not care about anyone else because truly like that's all I cared about in Eternals was watching the valet driver and Kumail yeah, that's amazing. I okay, I'm like semi excited now just to see that. Honestly, um, and uh, there's also a funny thing too where Kumail's like a Bollywood star, so um, he he wants the valet driver to like film him like doing like a side documentary type thing, and so like that whole thing is my favorite. Is just like Kumail trying to direct his limo driver to film shit, and like it's wonderful. That's that's beautiful. Wow. Okay. I love it. Oh man. Yeah. He makes everything better. Like anything that he's in where he shows up, I'm just like, shit, yes, he's here. Like when he did that um cameo in uh um Obi-Wan, I was like, oh shit, yeah. yes, he's here. <laughs> I I love him. Um also that's a huge celebrity crush for Kim, by the way. Friend oh, of yeah, she oh, loves nice. him. She loves him. <laughs> it's like one of her top celebrity crushes. So yeah. <laughs> I'm curious, does she um does she like more like typical Kumail or is she into like buff Kumail? I think she was into him before, but now she's I mean, now obviously she's like, well, I mean, this just makes it better, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to ask her. But I mean, like, I 
I liked him a lot before too because he was in Silicon Valley. Like yeah. I already thought he was great, and then he got all jacked, and then we're all just like, okay, well, that's a nice bonus. Like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's very much like the whipped cream. Like I don't need a jacked Kumail, but having it, just like but I'm not gonna say top, no. Like, like yeah. <laughs> makes it better. I'm sure that's how his wife feels too. She's just like. <laughs> she's like I loved him anyway but like I mean now damn like (laughs) yeah but I think he's cool because he's one that has talked a lot about like how hard it is to get into that type of shape he's been very transparent about the process and how it's not normal and how like normal people like can't do that like at least not on the timeline that he does it like he has like special trainers and special diets and he follows a really strict like meal plan and all this stuff and he has all his food prepared and like he has like one cheat meal and like all this stuff like he's he's been really transparent about the whole process which I really appreciate he's not like oh it was easy I just you know do this or whatever like he's really open about like no this is really hard and really hard to maintain and I would not recommend doing this like normal people shouldn't do this basically so I I like that What's funny is like the whole point of Eternals, which I, I actually like this concept and not hating on this as a concept, it's just more like the execution, but like the whole point of it was like, you got like 10 people who like were of varying like skin colors, race, like gender. Um, one of them was like a child and like different body sizes, like Brian Tyree Henry is like a little bit like overweight. Like, so like, that's the whole point of the movie. It was like, you weren't really necessarily like trying to get perfect people. Like one of the actresses is like a deaf actress and signs the whole movie. So like, I think it's funny too, that like Camille, like absolutely did not have to get in that good of a shape. So like, just like- <laughs> No, the whole point was like, they're going to be like diverse and different. And he's like, I'm going to be a jacked superhero. <laughs> like. <laughs> but it's funny because I think I think he just did it because like he wanted to he's like I'm doing this for me like I just want to know that I can do this basically which I think is cool and he said too which I respected he's like yeah it's like I'm one of the first like Indian superheroes I wanted to like look like a superhero I didn't want to just be like normal so I was like "I, I understand that man yeah yeah it's cool like good for him yeah but awesome well I guess that about wraps it up um anything else no um no, I really don't have anything. Wow, you sound so sad just then. You're like, no, no, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to tell a story because at the wedding, uh, one of the guests at our table talked about the um, history of um, butter sculpting. That's incredibly specific. He said, and it got really popular in California in the late like 1950s as okay. like more people were adopting air conditioning. It was like a brag, like I have air conditioning. So look at this butter sculpture on my window. What a flex. Wow. Apparently that was all bullshit, but I really believed him and I got really into it. But um, so yeah, I was really sad about that because I wanted to report on it for the pod. Uh, The real history of butter sculpting is it started in 1536 to entertain the Pope. So (laughs) it's even better somehow. (laughs) I actually kind of liked it when I saw that. I was like, okay, well, it's just sitting there like, yes, that butter looks like a chicken. (laughs) I have have chicken in my brain too. That's funny. We're like, yeah, it looks like a, make it look like a chicken. the pope (laughs) (laughs) oh my god all right well on that great note peace and blessings y'all peace and blessings